Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you have to understand, right, when it comes to crypto, I have a fundamental underlying love. This is my hobby. I yeah. love this stuff. Mm-hmm. So That's an understatement. Exactly. So I'm telling you, man, I, I like like obsessed. Obsessed. So the idea that, you know, this happening is going to make me cry or make me like not want to do crypto anymore is so untrue. No. Like like but I just want to make sure that people understand that like crypto's not going anywhere. Welcome back to Shit They Do Not Tell You What About Podcast. My name is Crypto King Steve Green. My name is Crypto Queen Nikki Limo Green. And today we are talking about, indeed, the collapse of Terra Lunas, or as I call it, loonies. As I call it, things that get me dining room furniture. Facts. That was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So this is one that, well... If you're part of Crypto Corner, you guys already know and the entirety of my feelings on this subject because we all went through it live together, which was a fucking hell of a ride. How long was that uh, live stream? Which one? Well, the one that like right after it happened or during it happened. Well, so we did it every night that okay. it was going on. So well, how like, long are your live streams usually? Just so uh, people usually, that don't. So usually like we can go three to four hours. Like when he says entirety of how he's feeling, like it's. 
These oh, are long dude, yeah. ass so, well, streams. Well, yeah, but it was like, I mean, we're, it was more of, it was less a normal crypto corner and more like we're in a war room. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that you truly will get all of the details yes. of like. No, how, you can see play by play everything yeah, that went on. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy time, um, especially because. You know, being in Luna for so long, like I was in Luna for like over a year. So I knew like the ins and outs. I knew, you know, people who are associated with team members and stuff. So I was very, um, you know, it was very like you're, you felt like you believe in uh, this yeah. this project. And that's why you, you put because your money Because you know there. why you believe in the yeah, project. You know why you believe in it. And then, you know, we got attacked, which is something that. You know, there's a lot of news organizations that come out and, you know, you know from being on YouTube, if the news is going to talk about something, they don't really know what they're talking about. They just sort of regurgitate something that they heard from some source and then they like spit it out. Well, not a lot of people know a lot about like in depth about crypto like it's not like so oh, dude, but to even get an expert on the subject is hard but even expert, and, yeah. like even forget experts right it's like somebody who just knows what luna even is yeah exactly so like when people are talking about like well it was clearly a ponzi scheme the whole time it's like dude you and there are you don't know anything there about are it. scam coins absolutely out there. there's shit tons but this of was them. not one well look you can you can you can maybe argue it's like well i think it was one because it's like that's nice and all but like there was a lot going on with luna that you know the people who are doing these retrospectives now that Luna, you know, uh, Luna Classic is what it's now referred to, um, is is quote unquote dead or whatever, even though it's it still has like a fucking billion dollar market cap. Um, but to me, it's very much like not something I'm interested in. Like the old Luna is not something I'm interested in because the tokenomics got fucking put out of, out of whack. But the point is, is that there's just so much more going on under the hood than what the layman's are are mentioning when mm -hmm. you watch this stuff or like when you read about this stuff like it's just like a ponzi has collapsed and it's like dude that is not like what's actually going on so that's what i want to kind of talk about right yeah. so so and and by the way you know when i talk about this i'm talking about something that has just happened so like we're still sifting through the rubble trying to understand like the actuality and that like we understand the totality but the actuality of everything that happened and the intent behind it and like the full you know story is still being uncovered but things that we do know now um and even the, at the time which is that like you know ust which is the backbone of of luna it, it it's what's what's called an algorithmic stablecoin. so for every one dollar of ust that you generate one dollar of luna gets burned you know when the federal reserve prints a dollar there's nothing backing it anymore it they got rid of gold, the, yeah not. they got rid of the gold standard with nixon and now it's just like hey it's backed on you know american hegemony and our military and up until recently the petrodollar and perhaps that's being phased out but that's so like what's really backing it is belief right it's just people going well i know that if i earn a lot of this it will i'll be able to trade it for a lot of that right or if if I earn a little bit of this, I'll be able to trade it for a little bit of that. That's the idea behind it, right? Behind money is is belief, uh, because um, very few fiat currencies are collateralized by anything anymore. So with with UST, that was the idea behind it. Is like if you could um, create, or if you could control um, the supply by tying it to the price of 
Luna, you could burn um, a dollar of Luna for every one dollar of UST you generate, which kept like this nice um, balance. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what happened was we did so well. You know, we went up 2,000% since I bought it. I was buying it $5, right? So so this thing went to fucking $119, like $100, almost $20, $119.85, I think, is what the Alta MI was. So, like, yeah. this thing was went wild. And I'll never forget, you know, there's a lot of emotions that goes on when, when that's happening, right? Because <clears throat> my entire thing about crypto is I am a fan of the space, first and foremost. I love what it does. I love what it says. I love that. I love the idea of it. The idea that money can be censorship proof. The idea of Bitcoin is like, you know, when when um, we went through the financial crisis of two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. You know, my family got impacted by that. Yeah. And the way that you know Wall Street can get drunk with power, and then all the president has to say is, you know, Wall Street got drunk. <laughs> LOL. We're going to bail them out anyway. There's no bailout coming for people, though. There's bailouts coming for yeah. for the big guys. Exactly. Which just happened with COVID, too, right? With COVID. If you who, watch the movie The Big Short, they... Absolutely. Yeah. But who got all the money during COVID? And, and, yeah. I, and, you know, and, you know, you could ring the bell all you want and say, hey, this inflation's going to be crazy bad on, on people. But, you know, at the time, people were going, well, I'm getting my little check. And I was trying to argue at the time, well, at least... We should give people bigger checks. Yeah, because like, if it, we're going to be a massive inflation anyway. Give it to the people. Yeah. Let the people have like, I think it was like $23,000 a person or something instead of what it ended up being, which was like $1,200 a person. Um, but yeah, at least the people will reap the benefits before you guys destroy it yeah. by overinflating the money supply, which is exactly what we're all dealing with right now. And if they had given, given bigger checks, it would have gone back into the economy anyway. Like it would, like people would have. People aren't just going to hoard it. Yeah. Like they, they want. They want to buy things. That's why, you know, every time there's economic stimulus, it's always through checks to people because they know that people are going to spend it on goods and yeah. items. So, yeah. But, um, you know, I've always been a big believer in the, in the crypto space because of those fundamental beliefs. Now, just like stocks and crypt and companies and Wall Street, there are bullshit things out there definitely and mm -hmm. i try to avoid them as much as i possibly can because i have a lot of experience in this space i've been in the space since 2013 i was buying bitcoin then i was buying ethereum in 2017 when nobody even heard of it yet and and this is like post dow hack ethereum where or, or uh, i'm sorry 2016 2017 and this is post dow hack ethereum when everyone was like ah, i don't want to touch that because that got fucked with right and the yeah. dow hack was like ethereum has a big dow it's like a big community fund and there was an exploit not in the smart contract code of ethereum which has never been uh, successfully hacked before but in the um the way that they were able to to um trick the Dow fund into paying them out, it had nothing to do with smart contracts on Ethereum. Uh -huh. Okay. That's so, so that's the tech a, wasn't the tech wasn't, at, wasn't hacked. at fault. It was an exploit. Yeah. And and so that ruined for a time the reputation of Ethereum, which is now everyone talks about as like, you know, it's not the gold standard, it's like the silver standard of yeah. crypto, right? Everyone talks about Bitcoin, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. So um so yeah, I, I I'm a big believer in the space because of all those things, right? But so, you know, I was buying Bitcoin, then I was buying Ethereum, then I moved a lot of my, I moved like all my Ethereum into a coin called OMG at the time, which, which, you know, so my Ethereum exploded, it was crazy, I was buying between 6 and $8, mm -hmm. this thing went to like fucking, 
Twelve hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I sold probably around three fifty to three eighty is when I was dumping my Ethereum. Right, mm-hmm. pretty sick gains. Yeah, but could have had way more if I just held on. Right, mm-hmm. so you learn as you go. Like I learned from holding my Bitcoin when I first bought Bitcoin it was like a thousand bucks each. It goes all the way down to like two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like even worse. I think it was like a, it was like one twenty. Mm-hmm. Right, great time like, to scoop. Right, like, 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 imagine nine if you days imagine if you it. was at one twenty and you bought like ten of them. Oh, like, everyone was telling me I was an idiot. Like fifteen hundred of them. I yeah, I know. You remember that? I remember that. Because I yeah. bought it, and you you weren't calling me an idiot. I wasn't calling you an idiot. I was. You just wanted to be rooting. In I was uh, heckling you mm-hmm. and and rooting for um you to lose because mm-hmm. I didn't get included in the. In the purchasing, in the yeah. and well, I didn't get to be a participant. I didn't get to be like, "Yay, we're on the same team winning." That's true. I just had to be like, find out about it later, and I found out you did it with some dude, and I'm like, I, <laughs> I wish it was. I wish we were best friends, but that's cool. Yeah, was, yeah, totally understandable. But that's my point, right? Is like I was buying it then, and then even when everyone was like, "This is this was stupid. This Ponzi's dead," I held it. Yeah. Right, and I was like, "Oh, I like the idea behind this a lot." I read the Satoshi white paper at the time. I didn't really fucking understand most of it, but I, I understood what he was getting at with his like the opening, which was yeah. about like Wall Street and how, you know, how the financial crisis has happened, and that was what inspired his his Bitcoin play, right? So, so I, I um, that's so you have to understand, right? When it comes to crypto, I have a fundamental underlying love. This is my hobby. I yeah. love this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. That's an understatement. Exactly. So I'm telling you, man, I, I like, like obsessed, obsessed. So the idea that, you know, this happening is going to make me cry or make me like not want to do crypto anymore is so untrue. No, like, like, but I just want to make sure that people understand that like crypto's not going anywhere because right. of a setback. It's not going anywhere. There's been setbacks before. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not done, dude. So, and this isn't about me either. This no. is about, this is about so many more things bigger than me. So, you know, so yeah, when, when I found out about Luna, so this is like, you know, we're, we're coming off of the bear market after I purchased Omise Go, which 4X from when I bought it. Mm-hmm. So that was tight, right? It was buying it like between six and seven and it went to $28, right? And I remember I didn't sell it then, which I should have done. Because I thought it had so much more of a higher ceiling, right? Because of of all the things that I had been reading about. Again, I get obsessed with this stuff. And I, like, understand a lot of the use cases and really also, too, like, the problem that they're trying to solve. That's what I get super, super obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's that's what I'm targeting. What is the problem they're trying to solve? At the time, it was... was, um, uh, using crypto as money, okay. but like like frictionlessly, right? Like a Visa card or yes. like a yeah. yes, exactly. So like using it as payment, um, which is so difficult actually, because that's why Ethereum is going through what it's going through, where they're trying to merge now this summer, and they're talking about doing Ethereum 2.0. But the idea is that Ethereum can't scale, which is why Cardano exists, which is why Avax exists, which is why Solana exists, which is why all these other layer ones exist, including Terra Luna, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're all competing together to try to scale transactions to a level that um, would not necessarily kill Ethereum because everyone, well, I don't believe that. Some people yeah. do believe that, right? So I don't want to speak for them, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that what Ethereum does is unique and that people are 
trying to just do what Ethereum does better, mm-hmm. kind of like how IBM, like MS DOS, to exactly. like Windows. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Or even you know Apple OS versus Windows. Yeah. So which is the current deal, right? Or Coke and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. There's just always going to be different flavors for and there the different be. taste. Yeah, and there yeah. should be. Competition's great for innovation great. and it all. Is. Yeah. But crypto as payment has always been the golden goose. Something that I've been chasing since I moved my Ethereum into uh, OMG. OMG. That was what attracted you to use that project. Because I believe in that. And when somebody cracks it, it'll be worth it for me to be there, right? So, you know, so now you can fast forward. We're in 2000 and, oh boy, it was 2019 when I remember remember, um, we were scooping OMG during the bear market. Mm Mm-hmm. And it got all the way low, dude. So I bought it 28, right? It goes all the way down to 30 something cents. And I kept buying it. I kept buying it. And I remember people just thinking I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember my brother during Christmas time, um, he's like, I was telling him about how I'm still an OMG. And my family at the time, I've talked about this before, but they're all like not talking to me about crypto. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. And, but Kenny was down. Yeah. Kenny's like, yo, sell me. What His the fuck's brother. going on? Yeah, my little brother Kenny. Kenny's also a big part of Crypto Corner. I love Kenny. But um, I love my whole family. But it, but the, that's the point, right? So so then um, Ken, I told Kenny, I'm like, dude, OMG's coming back. They're working on central bank digital currencies, which is like, you know, the idea behind that is like central banks are going to want to issue their own cryptos so eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the provider? Right, and so OMG had been working with this bank called SCB10X, which is like this huge Siam Siam um, commercial bank is the biggest bank in Thailand. It's huge, huge, huge. Get so they had this woman named Vansa, who her family was extremely tied into a lot of those contacts at Siam Commercial Bank, and so I thought that that was my edge, right? And so I was scooping it during the bear with that as my rationale. And not to suck my own dick too hard, but it paid off big, right? We went from 35 cents to $10 in like fucking a week or mm-hmm. something. Once we exploded, it was nuts. Probably more than a week, probably a month actually, because in the time you're so zoomed into shit. Yeah. But like it was quick, right? Very quick. It I was fast. That. I remember telling Nadim, I remember telling all the JK boys. I just remember a flood of people congratulating you and like some of them, just like when Luna crashed, like people were like, talking to me like i'm so sorry i'm like i don't even know what happened and yeah, then uh, yeah. people were when that went up people were like congratulations i'm like yeah. i don't even know what's happening i know so <laughs> but yeah so so you know and for me it's look it's the money's great the yeah. money's great it's all great but that's really not what it's about it's about getting more crypto my game is getting more crypto mm-hmm. with my moves and being part of the movement, right? So, so yeah, when OMG was going off, it was like the first coin to come back. I mean, a bunch of coins were coming back, right? But it was like the first coin to fucking explode out of the bear market. And that had been the one that I was accumulating the most. And so uh, let's fast forward a little bit. So that was like August of 2019. Yes. And then I remember the market kind of retracted after that, right? OMG mm-hmm. goes back down. Yeah from the $10. I didn't really capitalize on that gainer yet. No. Because I was like, dude, the bull is back. Let's go. It seemed promising that it would continue going up. Absolutely. Yeah. But but that's the thing. You don't ever know. No, you don't. You know. just don't well, know. Well, just like you don't know. Because people are like, yeah, it's always a gamble. But I mean, yeah, but so is the stock market. And by the Absolutely. way, when we're talking about scam coins and stuff, if there was a coin out there that 
promised you would always it would always decrease in value at an average about six to eight percent a year wouldn't you call that a scam coin <laughs> and uh, that's the united states dollar hey nice that's what i always think about when people are oh, like yeah. i can't believe you fell for blah blah, blah. i'm like i, I actually realized you know but some but yeah. people like but then you're putting it all into say a savings account that's losing on average six to eight percent in value every year that's a scam yeah, look, it's, it's not all backed look, by look, anything. As long as people understand that when you're doing crypto moves, it really is money that you do not you can't like you're putting in like like money that you're like, yo, I'm just putting this in and if I never see this money again, it doesn't ruin yes, my life. Absolutely. Like holy shit. Yeah. Like the idea of doing anything else is stupid. Of course. Right. And that's why people would rather bank on the guaranteed only losing six to eight percent a sure. year and then the possibility of and like, i can't hate on them at invest, all especially yeah. with real money with yeah. real money no way right and then so so like when it comes to but i'm just i was just trying to say like you know the gamble thing it's like everything's in in Absolutely. the investing world in finance in in any investments is like somewhat of a gamble all you can do is take is research a fuck ton mm -hmm. and make the best educated lowest risk decision yes and then you based on how, how how much risk there is you can allocate less or more of your bankroll to it yes or if it's very high risk then yeah that is a little bit more of a gamble and only put in money that you're willing to lose yeah and for me look the crypto space like me like i've said many times me and nikki only ever put like probably eighteen thousand dollars into crypto yeah and that's the idea right is like hey, okay if you're so good at this grow it Right, mm -hmm. like if you if you got the moves, you don't need that much. Like you don't need to put the real money in. Like some people, are like I'm gonna sell my house and put all the fucking money in. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you if you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. or or like at least if you do your research and you have confidence and faith in what you're purchasing, and you believe that what you're buying is a deal, then you don't need to put in this ridiculous amount. You, you your move will pay off. It's the impatience. I know, you know and, and it's greed, and it's a lot of things. Want it's FOMO. The get rich quick, of stuff, course. But then they want to, you know. But then they're like. Well, you fell for a get rich quick scheme. I'm like, no, you but you want a get. Yeah. You're trying to do a get yeah. rich quick thing. You're gaming it like a get rich. Like, and it's, don't it's, don't do it's that. It's so much more work than that. Actually, it's silly. If people who pay attention to this stuff know how much work it is, but people who don't, they'll just laugh at that. It's do fine. you sell your Mini Cooper though? I agree. Yeah. Um. Look, dude. If you're if you're moving and your plan is that you can't move like all these cats and all this furniture, and <laughs> drive a moving truck and drive a car because we would need to move three cars and also we didn't know what our garage space situation yeah. was going to be we were going to sell my fucking mini cooper Absolutely. but everyone like loves to, it's so funny no it's a fun it's a I fun headline it. i love it it's a fun title we were going to sell my fucking car yeah it's the best but i yeah. mean it's the best time to sell a used car anyway it was perfect yeah but yeah then you know we'll, we'll get to that but yeah um so point being is that i i get into this omg omg comes back big leads the bull I was right about the research, wrong about the, the timing. timing. Yeah. That's going to be a theme. So, you know, um, so then, you know, um, it's December. I remember it's like pretty early in December. And I remember this company called Genesis Block Ventures. And they're big. Like they do, they buy um, a lot of different stuff inside of crypto. They're like a firm and a venture, capital, venture capitalist firm. And they buy a bunch of different projects and they, you know, they try to incubate them and work on them and, you know, try to integrate them with other projects and find use cases and, and sell them. And they bought OMG from 
uh, Cinca, which was formerly Omise. Um, and I remember just being like, okay, everything that I thought I knew, I have to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. I have to pivot. It doesn't matter all the wealth of knowledge I knew about OMG and Siam National Bank and all this stuff, throw it away. Like it's because it's no longer it's the same no longer project. relevant. Yeah, it, it's under new management. We don't know anything about this new team. We don't know what they're going to do with it. Are they just going to wash trade it into oblivion? We don't fucking know. And so I immediately am just like, and I remember, I remember telling you this. I was like, I was like, babe, for the first time ever, I'm like, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this stuff. And I'll never forget what you told me. You were like, you're like what? You were like. You won't shut up about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you know what you're doing with this stuff. You just, you know, you were you were really into this one. Throw it away. Yeah. And start and just start doing. Because you have all what the tools. Do. Exactly. Just take all your tools and put it into a different outlet and into a different and project. You, and you told me to start doing what you do, and I that was beautiful for me. Mm -hmm. It was like I was a derby horse and I was released. I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> no it was great that was that was a dark day for me because yeah. i was because of the pivot right yeah because you it was like the, you got the rug pulled out from underneath you, you and by the way because at that time i was heavily um i was taking stock investing yes. courses and yes. studying warren buffett and value investing and one of the biggest things that he like there's four main things he researches before deciding to invest in in a uh, in a company and buy, buying stock or anything in, this, in a company. And one of the biggest ones is management. You know, yeah, he has to sure. trust the management. Exactly. They have to have That's a track so record. They have yep. to, he has to see like what they've done before. There has to be some sort of history with the management that you can put your point your finger at and be like, I, I trust them to guide the ship. Yes. And if you spend all those years understanding and trusting and knowing this particular management and then it just gets traded out of nowhere to mm. someone sold. else yeah sold sold to someone else and they didn't even tell any of you guys was, oh dude beforehand. people on the team didn't know yeah i knew people on the team who i talked to all the time yeah like, when you're really in on something and you're researching it hard like and you spend time there you you really do integrate yourself as much as you can and hopefully you're not just reading about one project by the way the one that you bought hopefully you're reading about a bunch of stuff which is what i was doing but yeah. the one that i was mostly excited about mm -hmm. because of payments because of it attacking that use case yeah now it was a big question mark and i was like okay back to the drawing board let's you know and i'm and i'm not kidding at the time i had downloaded this thing called terra station mm -hmm. which was i had downloaded like fucking eight days prior to this even happening and I was like, I was just checking it out because because a bunch of my my buddies were looking at it. I had heard of it before, and it was just something that I was kind of like floating around, but I had never committed to yet. And it was just part of the many things that I was looking at, right? Yeah. So then I get into this coin called Synthetics or SNS. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. And this other coin called AAVE. Mm -hmm. And I made those moves like pretty much within like three days because I was all, I was like ready to. It wasn't like I was fumbling, but I understood the timing of what I believe the four year cycle is was so important that I had to make sure that I I called my shot quickly Be, because if you're just gonna hang back on something that hasn't determined where they're going yet, which is what I was hearing from GBV, right? Mm -hmm. They had bought OMG and then they're going. 
we're not sure what we're going to use it for yet. And I was like, oh, oh this is no. done, motherfucker. Yeah. I gave I gave those guys a couple days and I was like, no, 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 this is done. There's no direction. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. They bought this thing and they bought it for the name and this is going to be a trader coin. That's yeah. what I told my brother. I was like, this is a trader coin now. We're fucking done. We dumped all of it for SNX and AV, right? Now those proceed to do very well. Now, what I liked about SNX, which I still like, but... It's just, it's just, there's a lot of question marks around it right now. Whereas back then, there was the excitement of the bull market coming mm -hmm. back. Is the idea of like doing synthetic assets, right? So, like, you, you, if you're in a third world country, you can't get a TD Ameritrade account. Yeah. You can't, like, get on. You can't participate in the, in the global market, basically. No. And, yeah. and look at what the global market does for, well, look at what the United States economy has done for people who, have worked all their lives and they had a 401k, right? Mm -hmm. They were able to put money away and because these companies that their 401k invested into, the blue chips and all that stuff, um, did well over the years, like zoomed out wise, mm -hmm. like they they went up. Those people have now way more firepower with smaller amounts of money, but people in third world countries can't access any of that, which I've always found to be fucked up. Yeah, I've always like, dislike that disparity and always wanted to I always thought there would be so much value in that especially as you look up I don't know if you know anything about remittance payments into Mexico and into mm -hmm. Canada or whatever mostly in Mexico but it's like it's like people who work in the United States yeah. um, who send money home to family have to deal with Western Union and like yeah. losing their ass like they could lose 30% yeah. to fees it's ridiculous and fees. it's just holding yeah. these people hostage yeah. because they're not citizens and then they get held hostage and then all these big like um like like Western Union get to profit off of it mm -hmm. and they're providing a minimalist service yeah and but there's nowhere else to go mm -hmm. and so crypto for me paves the way for that like you want to know why I like crypto like again guys how many times how many am I sitting here talking about the money I made like I'm talking about the movement yeah like, there's so much to this movement that I love so so yeah I was very invested in in that the idea of that right so um SNX they'll take a stock and then you know you can it's really it's really up to the to the person right so like if you like something mm -hmm. and and it's like Amazon or whatever the hell it is right like Tesla you know, I'm talking about really high performing stocks, but if you like those things and you're work and you're working in a third world country, you could invest in them because the um, the stock that you're purchasing mirrors the price action. So you're not owning a stock like in certificate form. You don't own part of the company. You own part of the price action. So the that's action, that's yeah. how you get access to it. It's which I thought was a very like, you know, it's already part of our economy anyway. Yeah. Like that exists in the derivatives market. People mm -hmm. who just want to buy things that are, you know, going to go up, number go up, number go down. But it's like you're betting. It's a big, big sports almost ish yeah. betting market. And the derivatives market, I don't know if people know this, it's the biggest fucking market in the world, multi trillion dollar industry. I didn't know that actually. It's the biggest market. There is no bigger market than the derivatives market, right? So to me, it's a no brainer. Putting um, synthetic assets on the blockchain and allowing access to, to like underprivileged society is hugely beneficial mm -hmm. so i wanted to put my money there right and and then i was getting the aave which is like you know more of a lending thing on ethereum it's more about like you can put up a certain amount of collateral without anyone's permission and 
And so like, you know, I don't know if you're, well, you know how this works with people, but like there are nice people out there who can't get loans because, and even when they bring collateral and they go, I have this, yeah, the bank will still deny them yeah. because of whatever bullshit from their past. Or it just, or it doesn't work with the system. Doesn't work the, with the system, with the check, check boxes that they need checked. Yeah, like if you're an independent contractor or All if kinds you're of stuff. like, you know, your tax records are off here in this part. Like, yeah, it, there's so many, so much criteria. So welcome back to the movement. Yeah. I'm like, that sucks. I want to put my money where people could have power, right? So it's like, that makes sense to me. If you want to bring your collateral somewhere, they shouldn't even have to know who the fuck you are, Right. It should be tethered to your collateral, so you put your collateral somewhere, right? And then that collateral can be used to borrow against, which is the entire idea behind mm -hmm. like many facets of our economy is borrowing. Um, and now you can use that borrowed money for whatever you want. It doesn't. It's up to you, right? But that's what I like. I like that that freedom. It's like I want. I want to risk this for that. I want to, and that's what people are doing when they're buying houses and all kinds of. I'm mm -hmm. putting this amount up as collateral, and I want to buy this house, right? Uh, that's the idea, but. So I believed in, in those things. So those did really well, very quickly, because we're back in a bull market. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm such a fucking genius or anything like that. I just saw a need, I saw the driver, and I saw the purpose behind it, and I and was the like- timing. I am the timing, and I was like, I'm going in. Those did very well quickly out the gate. So then I already got my stack strength going, right? And now we're gonna take a break. Yes, cliffhanger, wow. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then what? I know. Well, you'll find out we'll after right we talk about these things in which you should Can buy you or I download. Like this shit? I'm fucking passionate. Yeah, you cool. are very passionate. Yeah, I love this stuff. There's so many parallels too to stuff that I'm passionate about. So I know I can keep up with yeah, that it's stuff fun even without even really knowing what you're talking about. Like I yeah. can understand what you're talking yes. about. Yes, yes, yes. Which yes. I hope that's what people are getting out there too. Exactly. Anyway, we will be back in a minute. But listen to us talk about things. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Thanks for buying what we told you to buy. Yes. Now, Steve, what happened now that you got your stack going back in 2000, was it 2020? So, yeah, this is probably February-ish. Um, 2020. Wait. Is that 2020? I know, but pandemic years, like, yeah, pandemic it's, it's such a blur. You know what? I might need, it might have been 2020 and then this is 2021. The down day that you had was December 2020. It was, right? Wait. Yeah, it was. I think you're right. I think it was. Yeah, let's let's go with that. My yeah. bad. Not 19, not 19. Okay. I don't remember either. remember the New Year's when, yeah. Remember the New Year's when I was like, yeah, I was but like, was it tw- 2020 back. or was it 2019? I can't even remember. I know. Th- th- okay, sorry guys. I think it was 2020 because we were like going to buy a house in Vegas and like, yes, yes, you yes. Know, we yes. Were, like, it was 2020. Yeah, that's yeah, when we had point. started looking for houses in Vegas. Okay, yes, perfect. It was sorry about that. Not 2019. Just zoom it forward a year. Okay, but yeah, that's the point. Uh, um, so yeah, now I got some stack strength going right, and I'm not married to anything. I'm like, just because I love these use cases and these projects, it doesn't mean that there's not something better out there. All of a sudden, you know, there emerges. Well, I had already been looking into Loon, like I said, December of now 2020 is mm-hmm. when I was getting Terra Station. Yeah. And so I was already tinkering around with it, but I couldn't figure out. I didn't understand a lot of the stuff in the white paper yet. So I really need to, like for me, I need to understand exactly how something works or I won't buy it. Like it doesn't matter. Somebody's like, I swear to God it's going up tomorrow. Oh, hey dude, did you hear about this? It's going up fucking next week. I'm like, I don't care if I don't understand it. Because if it goes down, which happens a lot in crypto. You want to know why. I want to I be able to justify why it's an opportunity and why I shouldn't just cut bait. Right. Right? Like, why is it still an opportunity? Because for the ones that you're looking at, you want them to go down so you can scoop them at a better price. Yes, at a deal. I can't wait. You're, that's exactly what Warren Buffett talks about with stocks is like, you're researching all these companies, you know why you want to buy them, but you're waiting for the timing and you can't wait for them to go down. No, because you can't wait. usually it's for some reason that's not going to put the company in jeopardy. Yep. It's just like some emotional it, reason that the market has the nothing to do with how great of a gem this is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, um, I'm looking at Luna and I'm 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 just all the pieces just start coming together. There was, you know, they had at the time this payments um processing thing called Chai which was um in South Korea which was processing payments like if you went into a place they were actually using the blockchain to process and confirm your transaction. And I didn't really I didn't really know quite the scale. I just knew there was like 2 million users for that and I was like damn that's that's pretty much like what the OMG dream was. It's like you can 
you can put up your coins um, into a smart contract. You are validating transactions on this network, providing security to this network, and getting paid for providing the security to this network. And now um, payments are being processed and you're helping. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's really, really sick, right? And what they were doing was being a stablecoin issuer or issuance provider. So it's like, you know, like I said earlier, for every $1 of UST, which was the algorithmic stablecoin that was was underlying the entire Terra ecosystem. Um, but for every $1 that you generate, $1 of them gets burned. So I was like, man, that's really cool because, you know, it's not just an infinite supply. You can just print as much as you want. And yeah. my biggest issue in crypto, which today is still a big fear, is this coin called Tether, which USDT, which is like they say for every $1 that they generate, $1 of real world dollars gets placed into a vault in Peru and they don't allow you to audit it. And they swear to God that that's actually a mechanism that's happening, but they can't prove it. And they've only hired people that they pay to check that out. And they all swear to God that it's that's true. So you can't actually audit this. Like, Crypto is about being transparent. Yeah. It's about exactly a public distributed ledger on the blockchain. Everyone can see what's going on. That's yeah. the idea behind it. Other than privacy coins, there's other outliers, but I'm talking about the general idea. So now you have a public distributed ledger and but they say and for the most used crypto, which is Tether, yeah. we're talking about you can add all the daily volume for Bitcoin and Ethereum together and you still don't reach Tether because that's how much get used a day. Because traders mostly use Tether to find safety after they make a move mm. so they're like i made a move i'm getting my three percent five percent whatever it is But you're saying that safety might not be as safe as they think it is because we don't know yeah, there's the, just no way to prove the, maybe it is maybe it isn't the underlying part of it is suspect yeah and honestly a lot of this stuff like you know when it comes to that yeah can be suspect Right, mm -hmm. not just it's not like hey, it's just Heather, but I like the mechanism for UST maintaining its peg. Because yeah, I remember when you were all about Tether, and then you told me about this stuff. I was all about Tether in one way. Well, that that in an exit route way, like after. Oh a big yeah, move, I could cash yeah, into Tether. You yeah, could yeah. cash into yeah, Tether. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as I did it quickly, I remember. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And then you know, there's now USDC, which is like more FDIC insured issued by Coinbase, but but Tether is still the king daddy. It probably won't be for much longer because USDC is really coming up the rear right now because of because of what just happened with USD. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where I was always suspect about USDT, like how, how they don't prove it, they just say it. Yeah. And so Luna comes out and they're trying to be money on the blockchain, which is what I've always, that's always been my killer use case. That, yeah. That's the golden goose. Yeah. I want, I want to be in on that. So it's like February of 2020, me and my brother, or 2021. Yeah. Me and my brother move from SNX AVE into Luna. And the next day, I mean, dude, this thing went from five to seven in like three days. It was like crazy. I remember this. Yeah. It was crazy. And then it went to fucking 12. And then it went to like 18. Because this is kind of around the time where you got Anthony Lee in. Yes. Well, no, that was April. Oh, okay. That was April. This is when I got Joe in. Okay, gotcha. Joe got in with me. Like right there, because okay. Joe just Joe was just like, "Yolo, let's fucking go." Yeah, <laughs> letting people know. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone. But I texted like, the boys. Not everyone like. 
Yeah, yeah. Believe it or oh, not, yeah, there's true. some audience that don't listen to JK know, News that don't know who you're talking about. So, well, it's weird. I actually just forgot the camera's here, and I was just talking to you for a second. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Yes. But yeah. Um. So yeah, me and Joe are in, and then me and my brother are in, and then you know, Luna starts to explode, and you know, there was a big catalyst to that that I remember, which is that Mike Novogratz of Galaxy had bought in, and then that kind of had a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And I knew about it before it even happened. That was when Luna was like 70 cents. Mm. And I didn't buy it then because I wasn't done doing my research, but I had heard about it beforehand um, that Mike Novogratz of Galaxy, which is a huge, they're a huge fund, right? They buy a lot of different stuff. But I had heard that they were, they had made a move on Luna and I didn't even take advantage then because I just wanted to understand it more. Um, so then, you know, Luna goes to, like I said, five bucks and that's when me and me and Kenny and Joe were, were scooping it right between. So, so, so it was like five and whatever, five fifty. but then Luna explodes five to seven, then seven to fucking 12 and seven or then 12 to fucking 15. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the price action is really fun. You, you love the price action stuff. You can get addicted to it even because it's like, man, my folio is how much now? Yeah. Yeah. But the part that I liked about it was the underlying aspect of it. Of course. Like why like I the, bought it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I love when uh, my shares of Apple go up, but really like I invested because I use Apple all the time. Yes. That's so, yes. I am get mad when Apple fucks up with their new products where they're like, yes. they do some stupid, make some stupid changes to their laptops that suck. I heard the new laptops really good though. The new MacBook Pros that really? just came out, like I heard, those are they don't you don't need dongles anymore, all that shit. Finally, yeah, but like you know, it you don't need octopus arms hanging out of your fucking. Yeah, I, I, it's I, nice I when the stock goes up, but it's also like nice be- when the pro the thing I invested in is actually doing a good when job. You know why? Yeah. So that was the thing about Luna for me, right? It's like it's like that's that was the underlying thing. It's like you know, I knew as all these protocols get got rolled out. Like people like to talk shit about Anchor Protocol right now, right? Like it's like that was their AAVE, right? That was their borrowing. You know, you put up collateral, you can borrow against your collateral, and you borrow UST against your collateral, okay? Mm. And the big thing about that was like if you want to, you can take UST and you can put it into what's called earn and you can get 20% off of that. Now, what they were doing was – no different than what happens at banks or even credit card companies where they go, for a limited time, we're going to give you this fixed rate. Yeah. And and that is something that they are basically eschewing funds mm-hmm. in order to fund. That's just how that is. That's that's just – it's done in the real world. It's done in the blockchain. Whenever I say your financial system is being replicated in the blockchain, this is part of it, right? So, so – but the idea of Anchor was always to have the amount that they provide in earn to be in flux based on usage. Mm-hmm. So like the more people use it, the more earn will come down. Mm-hmm. And and people, anyone who watched, who, who was part of Crypto Corner knows that because we talked about that so much. Like the more, the you know, people had like a year in earn to like get like between 18 and 20% and it mm-hmm. was in flux. But, you know we weren't expecting that to last because of the amount of people that were adopting anchor. Mm-hmm. It was like getting fucking bananas. Right. And, uh, so the, we had this thing happen that may where, you know, um, basically UST had slipped its peg for the first time. So UST, 
is a stable coin. It should always be worth 100 pennies or $1, right? Always. Well, it slipped its peg. It was it was like 97 cents, 95 cents. I think it went to like 80-something cents even. Oh. And so the idea is you're supposed to be able to sell Luna to buy back UST to restore the peg, right? So like I'm selling this Luna because it's worth more than UST and it's being used, like the pair Mm-hmm. that I'm selling it for is Luna UST. So then Luna, UST is going back up because Luna is being sold for it, mm. okay? So so there was a cataclysmic event that happened though where we saw the price of Luna tumble. It went from like 30 bucks like all the way down to like three, like 350. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people at the time were getting liquidated in Anchor because um, they had borrowed against collateral that they had put up into Anchor and if you can't cover, you know, what you put up in collateral, if that price goes underneath that, you lose it. You lose your collateral to mm-hmm. pay off your loan. It goes instantly to pay off your loan. That's the idea behind it. Yeah. So there was a cascading liquidation effect that happened because of the depegging of UST. So in response to that happening, Luna actually recovers big time because they immediately um, added liquidity, deep, like a bunch of liquidity into the um, anchor pool, right? So it was like they put a fuck ton of treasury money in there just to have anchor be more solvent because mm-hmm. because they needed to have people have faith in like if they're gonna you know put their money into anchor, yeah, there's going to be a place to pull it from, right? So which is great, which is great, yeah. The more liquidity, the better, and UST was fucking killing it after that, like. There was never anything like any, well, there was never any visible depegging that was happening. Like nothing that was going on where everyone's like, oh, I'm still scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Like, and Luna, because of all the different applications that were being built for it, it wasn't just Anchor, although Anchor was heavily, you know, when we always talk about total value locked in Crypto Corner, like the amount of money that is locked up into one protocol. Like for for anchor, it was like in the billions and billions and billions. It was like the, it was like getting, getting to be a majority of what was going on. But there's so much more to Luna than anchor. There was so much being built, lending, borrowing, other stuff. Not even just anchor. There was there's other stuff going on with it, like the NFT marketplaces. There's there's so much going on with Luna. So many like AMMs or automated market makers. There's clever um, uses of crypto with some of the smartest devs I've ever seen involved in the space. I got Amazon things and CB2 furniture. It was fun. From but, Luna. But the point is, is that all these different um, places needed the same thing. They all needed UST. Mm-hmm. So UST, for every $1, uh, every $1 of UST you generate, $1 of Linux Barn, UST becomes this fucking force, mm-hmm. right? It was like putting coal into... Um, a, a coal fired engine, mm-hmm. right? You're just scooping it in and it's creating steam and you're getting a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened, right? So we're going fucking bananas. We're beating the market. We beat everything. We beat every commodity, everything you can name, every stock, no matter what you can talk about, we beat it all. We went up more than, I mean, it was nuts, right? Because UST was constantly burning luna so the circulating supply for luna was shrinking constantly and that was something we were always watching too on crypto corner so it was like it was just this beautiful symbiosis of like you did the work you put in the time you did the research and now it's paying off right so um 
you know, we fast forward, it's like December of last year, 2021, 2021 and you know, Luna hits a hundred for the mm-hmm. first time ever, which was bananas. We, we had, uh, we were in a, um, hotel. No, we were in the, that restaurant, uh, yard house. We were having drinks. Oh, that was before. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was before. Okay, that was a personal milestone. That was a personal milestone, but that was very, very awesome. That was right next to... That was when I beat my old OMG We had just moved to Vegas, so I thought it was the same time period because it was like right before December. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was a big milestone for sure. We had a drink because I I told you a long time ago that we would do that when that happened. Mm -hmm. That did happen, which is awesome. Um, And then... You know, yeah, December happens and we get to 100 per Luna and like it was wild. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was most excited about that Luna was um, was doing was just rolling out all these other amazing protocols. It wasn't just about to be Anchor. It was like, you know, it doesn't matter. There's one called Mars. There's a bunch of different ones, right? Yeah. There's one called Astroport that exists already. There's a bunch of stuff. There's just, and there was so much more coming. Like there was Anchor protocol insurance coming from this thing called Ozone. There's just so much going on, right? And it's easy to have the news like this close to your face about yeah. something that you believe in and pay attention to that instead of, you know, going, well, man, I really killed this market. I really should pay myself for it. Right. <laughs> Which I wasn't, Take some of I your wasn't gains. really doing, you know, other than filling our house with plants and, and, and lamps and furniture and shit. Like, I really could have done way more to do that and especially to do what my ultimate plan was because I... You know, if anybody's ever been in crypto corner, I have this thing called the tripod, which is like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and BNB. That's your most reliable things that you could hold in crypto. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, even though I was very much, you know, wearing Luna merch all the time and stuff, for me, I never added Luna to the tripod because I was. It was always something you have to pay way more attention to. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be very, very on the ball. It's like the difference of like individual stocks versus an index. Absolutely. Yeah, then index is like you're it's more likely it's, it's going to grow go. slower but it's it's more stably it's growing at a more stable pace. Yes. Yeah. So so that was my whole thing with with Luna. It's like you have to be there. You have to like you can't just walk away for months. Yeah. Like you have to be there because you don't know what could happen. Like people would tell me all the time in crypto like, "Hey Steve, why shouldn't I sell my fucking house and put in anchor protocol?" And I'm like, "Because it could get hacked." Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm like, yeah, you know, the equivalent of FDIC insurance for Anchor is coming, but it's not out yet. And even when it was out, it came out in test form. Like mm-hmm. only like a, like a couple hundred people got it instead of like it being something that was pervasive for everyone to a- have access to. So, so that, you know, it, it was like, hey, we're getting there, but we're not there. So that's all well and good, right? But the important thing is that my goal in being in crypto and for as much as it's like, oh, Steve, you know, I was a million dollars and all that stuff. It's not about the fiat. I don't care because this, we put in $18,000. Like the idea behind this is to get more crypto mm-hmm. because I believe in this space so much and I wanted to get more of the tripod, right? So it's like you use Luna to beat Bitcoin in the ratios. You can basically turn yeah. um, your position into a, mining rig almost like you're printing because you're beating it in the ratios you're printing bitcoin. more bitcoin yeah. more ethereum more bnb because you're beating those coins in the ratios which is what i was doing the whole fucking run i just wasn't paying myself for it yet mm-hmm. i got too greedy but um fortunately and unfortunately 
um, February comes along and Ukraine happens with mm-hmm. Putin. And, and you remember this night. Yeah. I came to you and I was like, man, I had, I just sold 2000 Luna. And to de-risk. To de-risk. Because whenever big news events happen, this happens with the stock market too, it just creates fear and instability in the market. And so things start getting very volatile. So this is like when... It was just too scary not yeah. to because you just don't know what could happen. Like yeah. honestly, they could announce that a, a nuke had been misfired yeah. and it fell in the ocean. And that would be enough to tank markets meltdown wise mm-hmm. worldwide. You just don't know what could happen. The variance is too crazy. So I was like, man, and I remember telling you this, and I was so bummed. You remember this? I yeah. was like, I had to sell two thousand Luna because you didn't want to sell. I don't want to sell my Lunas because, for me, it feels like how it felt with Ethereum, where I was like, I have a lot of Ethereum, yeah. and then I dumped it for something else, yeah, which did fine, but then I didn't capitalize on yeah, it. Yeah, and Ethereum blew up. And Ethereum blew up. Yeah, and then you know, yeah, OMG tanked after that, and I was like, man, I really you know, could, you know, this feels like the next Luna for me, be, or I'm sorry, the next uh, Ethereum for me, mm-hmm. positionally too. It's like, man, I have way more Ethereum or, um, you know, Luna now than I had in Ethereum mm-hmm. and it's been killing Ethereum. So I was like, man, this is so, this is like killer. And also I saw it as like, um, you know, I saw it as like, I, I knew a lot about something mm-hmm. And I was quitting on some of it. Well, you sold Luna for a different reason than, the, than selling Ethereum. Yes, true. The, the de-risking true. is completely it's different. What I learned. Yeah, it's what I learned from the from the Ethereum and, and OMG uh, mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I remember telling Nikki that I was, I was like, I couldn't look at you if all this shit just fucking went down, and it's like, what'd you learn from last time? And I would have to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like as melancholy as I was that night, I knew I did the right thing. Exactly. And I told my people, I was like, uh, this is February. I have this little area where I tell everyone what my moves and are. And I said you did the right thing too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You were very awesome. I needed to hear that. But I yeah. but you know, I needed to hear that from you because yeah. you're one of the people that I respect the most and I just needed to hear it from you. And then um yeah, so then fast forward, right? It's you know, May. May Day. May Day, yeah. And Luna slips the peg. So now it's almost like May 2.0 because like we're talking about, is this about, is this happening again? Do we have deeper liquidity to fucking absorb the shock? Yeah. And as we're kind of finding out, it was an attack. There were, I mean, you can track it to 20 wallets right now. And basically the idea is that as I talked about on, on the show before, um, USD had grown a lot. Like, like Luna had grown a fuck ton, obviously, in market cap. But USD had grown so much that now, you know, it was worth $18 billion market cap. So if you that, that just means, like, if you add up all of the UST that exists, it's worth $18 billion. Mm-hmm. So $18 million market cap, right? Well, I think that that... You know that already posited a problem for for Luna, especially now in retrospect. But like you know, we all we all had heard of the the um, well, not just heard, but we experienced the depegging of a year prior. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, they have more liquidity now, so they could absorb the shock with that. But um, isn't it an issue that UST 
doesn't really have anything underlying supporting it, right? So, like, if there was a bank, if there was a bank run on the dollar, could the bank support that, mm-hmm. right? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. And and so that's kind of what happened with Luna, right? It's like, well, there's 18 billion dollars. They um, Doquan announced to the world. Doquan is. Oh, the- oh, I'm sorry. Of Terra Luna, he was the the guy behind all of it. He was one of the two founders of it. He announces, we're going to back UST, back the peg with Bitcoin. And I remember being so stoked on this, and so was the market. The market was really stoked on it too. So we were beating the market even more back then. We went from 100 to 120 because of this. But the idea was that like, you know, um, they're gonna buy billions of dollars of Bitcoin, and if anything happened with the peg again, they could sell that Bitcoin into UST, that would be the pair. And that would restore the peg because Bitcoin is like the gold standard. Like, it is. It's, it's like, the it's the storage of money. It's, yeah. You know, it's what if you believe in crypto, you have to believe in Bitcoin. Yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. It's and by the way, you could argue how volatile Bitcoin is, blah blah blah. But everyone's saying how we're in a bear market right now, right? And yeah, I think we are too. But and and the market is dumped, quote unquote. It's so dumped. Mm-hmm. But Bitcoin's twenty nine thousand tonight. So like, yeah. there you go. Exactly. Like it's really proven itself. If anything, it's proven itself even more because of the scarcity of Bitcoin, which is the whole idea. There's only two million Bitcoins left to be printed or mined, right? So yeah. So the last one gets mined hundred years from now. It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking good for yeah. supply. Um. So that's the idea. So that that was what they were trying to do, but the mechanism wasn't integrated yet. So so when I talk about UST, right? For every one dollar of UST you generate, one dollar of Luna gets burned. For every one dollar of of Luna you generate, uh, one dollar. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for every one dollar of Luna that you generate, one dollar of UST gets burned. Right. So there's that symbiosis. The balance, yeah. A little balance, but but um, the mechanism for UST being backed by Bitcoin wasn't baked into the cake yet. Mm-hmm. It w- it just existed through they filled a wallet with Bitcoin. Under the uh, the the with the knowledge that like hey we'll we'll sell this for mm-hmm. UST if that issue ever happened, and then there was somebody I think months prior to that there was somebody who said hey this depegging incident could happen in a major way and we'll get a we could get a black swan event that ends up like destroying the entire uh-huh. thing, and Do Kwan, the founder of Terra says try it and any billionaires who follow me try it see what happens <laughs> yeah and you know should have been a warning sign to <laughs> all of us holding it should have been uh, <laughs> that sounds like a steve green comeback i know right i love talking <laughs> shit yeah try it it's, it's like don't don't try no, don't, don't, don't try do it, it don't please try don't. It. yeah so 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 guess what somebody tried it because um, there, and it, and as, we think it's an inside job because of the way it went down, right? Well, 20 wallets. Yeah. They tracked 20, 20 wallets pulling liquidity of UST at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And here's what you could argue. You could look at something on the blockchain because it's all a public distributed ledger. You could look at it and not determine intent. You'll never be able to determine intent from looking at a transaction on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. But the way that it happened, right? So there was a, a liquidity pool called Curve. They were pulling liquidity from UST Okay, that they were going to use to work on to build this mechanism out, and that left us vulnerable for a certain limited period of time. Which is why, you know, some people have postulated that perhaps it was an inside job at Terraform Labs, which is the, the group, the entity that is behind Terra. But we just don't know. 
Mm-hmm. So all we can do is track it to blockchain transactions. So, you know, as this was going on, as UST slips the peg, a, a huge amount of UST leaves 20 wallets. Seven of them were populated with the most amount of UST, like within two months. They had mm. never existed before. And all of a sudden they exist two months prior. Sus. And they're the ones who are dumping first. Yeah, come on. So, so, you know, you can't determine intent from blockchain. So even as I sit here, do I know that that happened for sure? Do I understand the intent of that? No, but it all happened very quickly within the same period of time. And all of it happened after they pulled that liquidity from Curve. So, you know, we find ourselves in a moment where Terraform Labs has to pull that Bitcoin and use it to try to restore the peg. So what they do, because they don't have the mechanism built into the blockchain platform yet, they had to send it to what's called an OTC desk or an over-the-counter desk. They had to send it to an entity that would then sell it for UST to restore the peg. But it was too late. We were already just bleeding by then and everyone was so scared because of the amount, right? You have to think about you're backing $18 billion of market cap with mm-hmm. $3 billion. So between the floor and the ceiling, there's a lot of air. Yeah. And the cascading effect of that it was just too much momentum to, to to overcome and we got attacked. And like I said to, to people watching us, like Crypto Corner, that night, we got attacked. They were successful. They found a vulnerability. They exploited it. They won. We lost. That's kind of the game sometimes. It sucks. It blows. I'm not undermining any of that. It's just how the game can be played sometimes when there's a critical vulnerability in your platform. And it's also how new things get created to prevent things like that from Absolutely. happening. So it sucks that you're the trailblazer that yes. got bit by the rattlesnake. Yes. But now there's rattlesnake you know, cures or whatever. Like they hey, figured look, out how to how to suck the poison out. Like, so I, like, like I tell people all the time in, the, in Crypto Corner, I'm like, dude, we were the astronauts who got to go to the moon. But then what happens when you're on the moon? You want to go home. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? What can you do on the moon? You can look around and go, I'm no, on the moon. There's no oxygen. You maybe slap your friend high five, but it's like you're underwater, so it's like kind of weird. And you're like, hey, that's yeah. kind of fun. Maybe you golf, like a couple of swings, and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to go I home. would jump a little bit because yeah, that would seem fun. I would want to jump. Yeah. But then, you know, once you're on the moon, you kind of just want to go home and, and have everyone go like, man, you went to the fucking moon. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Have your wife like suck your dick. Be like, you went to the fucking moon. I'm sucking a guy. I'm sucking a moon man's dick. Yeah. Pretty yeah. crazy. That, I just want to suck a dick of someone that's going to the moon, but yeah. moon haven't man's met, cock. I want some moon man cock, but See? having a opportunity. Cock. Yeah, you're back, it's back to normal. It sucks. Whatever. But that's so that's the thing, right? When you get to the moon, you kind of want to go home, and that's kind of what people in crypto don't really talk about because we went to the moon. Two thousand percent is fucking insane. Mm. But once you're there, you kind of just want to go home. <laughs> And 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 you what know, what does that mean in crypto terms? Going home, then what's that mean? Uh, de-risking. Yeah, making sure that that when you go home, there's sick stuff to look at because yeah. you made it, or at least even if there's not sick stuff to look at, like you, you made back your life comfortable enough yeah. so that you can kind of do that thing which I like to do, where you just sort of like relax after you did the work. Mm-hmm. Like you just get to take that moment and relax after you did the work. Yeah. So yeah, it that look. I didn't get to, to de-risk as much as I wanted to, but I got to de-risk, thank God. Yeah, thank, thank God you God. did. And because I did that, and ultimately that's what it's all about for me, like turning a small amount of money into a big amount of money mm-hmm. is not about the big amount of money. It's about turning that 
into bigger positions of cryptos that I believe in mm -hmm. so that I have stronger position for the next run because it's all about the next run. It's right. all about the next move. Which is great, but you also learn to take some profits off the top. Yeah, to pay yourself on the way. Yeah, because the positions are great, but it's not yes. everything. Like, you just take a little bit. Exactly. So pay that yourself. you can go. Hey, yes, but but yeah. and that's the other thing too, is like you work so hard to find the right move. Mm -hmm. You made the right move. You didn't pay yourself the whole time. It's like what I say when I like when I'm doing really well in poker and I like triple my stack and then I'm like, you know, I should buy like a sandwich or something or something. But I don't. Right. Instead I go punt off my freaking stack and See? then I'm pissed and then I it fuels me for the next thing, but then I'm just like It's the best. I'm I mean, even if I go home I'm like I'm like, I could have had that. Like I could have yes. just like gone home with like more if I didn't just I didn't love the game so much. <laughs> I know. I know how that feels. But that's the thing, right? And the, and so the saddest thing about all this is all the people who got so wrecked that they didn't see a way out. They saw no light. They saw just darkness. Like my heart goes out to all those people because like you, you heard about that, I'm sure. Like there was some people who bought Luna and they took their own lives. Oh, yeah. Like it's just I'm, crazy to think about. I, I don't like thinking about that. That's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. And, and like... You know, for that, like all I can do is think about like for me, for anybody who ever invested in Luna, all I can ever think about is there's always another move. There's always another move. And also, again, going back to the don't put anything in there that you're not never that you afforded, need to survive yeah, with. No, you know, never put in more than you, you're willing to lose because you really can lose in this game. You mm. can you and and you will if you're not paying attention, you will. There's this variance is stuff that you can't control. Absolutely. But the movement is not dead. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the idea the the underlying idea behind crypto is not dead. And it can't shake me. Look, losing what I lost in this, it can't shake me because honestly, I'm still up on where I started the last run. And then so so like and then the last run, I'm still up on where I started that last run. So it's like that's that to me is the progress yeah. that I can take into this next run. Well, there are a couple. So people message me like, you know, some are kind of a lot of them are really, uh, you know, giving condolences. Like, I'm sorry. I hope you guys didn't get hurt nice. too much. Blah, blah, blah. Very nice. And then some of them are just like, you know, talking shit. They're like, y'all are broke now. I'm like, OK. Uh, and then and some are like, uh, you know, Steve doesn't know what he's doing or whatever. And I'm like, it's really funny how some people could think that something is super like that you're really bad at what you're doing because you made a 300% ROI as opposed to a 3000% because it used to be 3000% and now it's only 300%. I agree with them. Could have been better. I think that's very silly. I also explained to just like a, a couple because in my vlog on my vlog channel youtube.com slash Nikki it's such a small community that I usually reply to comments like yeah. in the first hour that a video goes up yeah. and um you know I I explained to some person I was like um you know, I don't feel broke. Just, you know, losing a million dollars on paper is yeah. like, wow, that's a lot of money on paper that you lost. But I, it doesn't change our daily lives. Nothing about Because what you should be doing and what we've said in previous financial episodes is you, ha your, you have your investment accounts separate yes. from your day-to-day -day living expenses. It, it should never be cutting into like your meal at dinner. You know, I, I think that, you know, we, we say have an emergency fund sometimes people are in lots of debt and so like you try to get out of debt first and then then build your emergency fund and then do the investing yes. so you always have these layers before you're like 
Well, we never need to fight a People think we bought our house with crypto. Like, they don't know. I know. Don't that's know. another thing. Like, when things are going really well in crypto, yeah. people attribute anything I'm buying like, to, like, oh, oh Steve did so well in crypto that you got to it's buy a house. Like, like no, yeah. no, no. Actually, we explained in another episode how <laughs> real estate actually goes up and then you can sell your house at a point and take and have made a lot in equity yeah. that can then buy you another house. And that's exactly what happened with yep. our house yep. was that the real estate market has exploded and, um, Guess who uh, does the real estate invest in research? Hey, hell yeah. Hell it's a yeah. fact. Yeah. I didn't so, even but, set foot in this house until the day we were putting pen to paper <laughs> because I was too busy with crypto stuff. Yeah, I was obsessed with, with studying the real estate market, like how you how Steve is with crypto. I just wanted a house so bad, but I, yeah. did, I wanted to buy at the right time. And people at the time were like, wait till the bubble burst, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to burst here in L.A. So then uh, well, I trusted you and I trust yeah, Ray. And I was like, this I is just easy. need to find the right deal. And the right deal was uh, on a neighborhood that was a, a burgeoning neighbor. What, yep. what are they called? Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Coming, coming up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's the same thing with with crypto. When you talk about timing, it's Absolutely. like finding the right coin, but at the right time, like yes. when it's about to go up. Yes. And so I did that and found a place in our budget. And um, I only, you know, put 15 percent down at the time. And the ROI on the equity put into just the house that we live in, not even like real estate investments, like not rental properties or anything, but just yep. the house that we live in, the equity has gone up like 300 or something. That's not that good. 300%? 300% is not that good. 300%? Remember? Yeah. It's not that good. It's not that Could good. have had more. So then I just used it for this house. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how, that's how we got. And by the way, the fight continues. Like the idea that I am done yeah. because of this setback, which really is just like, thank God I cashed out. Like I said, like uh, like a, at least I took, um, I de-risked, or I I would actually definitely be crestfallen compared to where I'm at right now, which is why like during Crypto Corner, while all this shit's going down, I'm telling people like, hey, we will live to fight another day, dude. Yeah, this is of not done. The, nobody saw me break at all or anything i mean just, that's just not how i am no. like like none of this stuff is like like i was definitely melancholy while it was going down like yeah. around the house and stuff i'm like man this is fucking wild and shit but i wasn't ever like oh i'm done this is over like oh, we'll never be back or anything no. if anything i'm like there's uh, there's only the next mission we're, mm -hmm. we're all we're moving on to the next there's always the next move and 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 for me i just still love the space so i'm you know, I'm already accumulating the next of the gems that I believe will will take me to the next level. Yeah. I mean, and I've been doing that since last summer. So it's you and know, like, is even it, while I was buying Luna, I was de-risking into other positions that I thought would do really well later. So, is it a, an extremely volatile market that can impact your emotions? Absolutely, and that is also why I think that that's so important that you talk about the like the. Would you call it the tripod? Yes. Um, where like if you can't, if you know yourself, yes, and you will not be able to emotionally handle such drastic swings that exactly. could possibly happen. Maybe they don't happen, but they could possibly happen. Yeah. You should just buy Bitcoin, or or buy the tripod. Buy Bitcoin the tri and the tripod. Yeah, yeah, the tripod. Yeah. yeah. And that, but yeah, Bitcoin. Just buying Bitcoin is fine too. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But like buy like a, it's like the equivalent of buying an index, of buying into yeah, an index absolutely. fund. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's less touch and go. It's like you're just you're just there because you're putting your money and parking it somewhere. Yeah. Like the touch and go part, you have to be ready for variance and you have to be ready for 
have to be up on the news. You have to be paying attention to what's going on in the space. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, look at what's happening with Solana right now. Like, Solana keeps on having network downtime. I'm not even really knocking them. It's just like that's a big problem for faith. So, mm-hmm. like, now people who are using Solana are like, cool, what is it, a 9-to-5 blockchain? Like, what's going on with that? Like, you're going to fucking take the blockchain down? Like, like is the blockchain up during weekends? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that that creates faith issues. And I'm, okay, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take the easy shot. I'm just trying to say, like, like this is you really do have to pay more attention if you're going to be into riskier assets. Yeah. It just is. And that's how it is with every market. Yes. So, yes. yeah. Um, I, I just, I think that that's more of a mind, you have to prime your mindset to even get into that sort of space. And for that, I think you should read the book Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki or Rich Dad Poor Dad by him. He's just, uh, those books are really good yes, for- Yes, I love Rich Dad Poor Dad. Like understanding what type of mindset you have that you may not even know that you've been conditioned mm-hmm. to have and how you have to change it in order to think more of like an investor would. Absolutely. And I think that's a, uh, those are just really good books for that. Um, just put that out there. Uh, but yeah, that is, we're at our time. Thank you for touching Base yeah. with us on that because I know a lot of people were asking a lot of yeah. people. I've been wanting like, to talk about it. I know, like a lot of people, are like oh, he's avoiding it. No, he wasn't avoiding it. Though we had a lot of, we stockpiled these episodes. We had a lot of variants. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one time variants. that I thought we were going to talk about it, Jess came over and then we, we were talking about didn't want to leave her downstairs. And then yeah, we were talking about mental health, which was great. Yeah, and it was also mental health awareness. Oh, it was but, great. Like I it wanted was great. to talk about mental health too, and so yeah. yeah, we touched on it a little bit. But yeah, I think people were really interested in hearing. Yes all of your thoughts on it and if you want way more in-depth thoughts you can we record all of the crypto corner episodes yes. are uh they're live stream but then if you're part of the patreon you can go back and review them and stuff so patreon.com slash sticky s-t-i-k-k-i you can see everything how it went down what people are working on now and that community is really supportive oh, they're too the best, they're dude. really awesome they're the best if you have any questions or want to talk shop with anybody and like maybe you don't have anyone in your personal life to talk to like definitely come over check it out and it's that again it's like it's like five bucks a month like it's not yeah, even we, like it's for the the smallest tier like we're not even trying to we want i just love people learning anything. about the space yeah. and honestly like and like i said the, the corners are not discouraged the corners if anything no there's only the next mission and and it's really just about you know dude i didn't learn as much until i got wrecked the first time and then you know yeah it's it's pretty funny i got wrecked again but I de-risked enough where it's not, you know, it's, you it's exponential increases. Yeah. Exactly. But but I just want to call it out, right? It's like exponential increases that have made it so I have more firepower. So like during this bear market, I'm going to start even harder than I started last time. So like if you thought I was obnoxious before, mm-hmm. it's going to get fucking crazy this next time because <laughs> I'm doing it again already. You double, triple do dog down on this everything. That's what I do, motherfucker. It is what you do. Look. I'm not to write too hard. I was in the best one in 2017. Mm-hmm. I was in the best one this run. Mm-hmm. Watch me, motherfucker. Watch me. And I said we are out of time. Okay. But come back and double down <laughs> again next time. I'll be back. Uh, we will be back here next week. Yep. Um, thank you for watching. Please check out our sponsors. Rate us on iTunes. Do all that fun stuff that helps us out a lot. And we appreciate you all. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.